Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now, from the worldwide headquarters in New Bedford, Massachusetts, streaming around the internet on Blog Talk Radio, it's the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast with your hosts, Emerson and Brian Whitner. Because, you know, our opening, you know, has 
The one thing we've always been taught, our opening isn't long enough, so we need to stretch it out even more. Who said that? It should be shot. No I one. Think it's too long. <laughs> what, you didn't like our new open? I I, I loved it. I was just like, who the hell is that? And now, from the worldwide headquarters in New Bedford, Massachusetts. (laughs) I I would like to point out that I am not in New Bedford, but okay. Well, but the worldwide studios is not in Mill Hall, Pennsylvania. It's in New Bedford. (laughs) (sighs) Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight... We look at the 2007 Royal Rumble. Plus, I debut our brand new segment, This Week in Wrestling History. Plus, we look at bad wrestling promos. And I'm sure we'll talk about more shit along the way. I'm sure you're first. Yes. But first, as some of you may know, I am also now doing exclusive audio updates on AngryMarks.com. Reviewing each and every week's episode of NXT. I'll be up doing that later tonight, and it'll be posted on their website either later tonight or early tomorrow morning. And speaking of NXT, Brian. Speaking of NXT. Next week, we're going to be starting a little late, about 10.30. And the reason why is because next week we're going to be doing a review of NXT TakeOver Arrival. And people thought my idea for calling it NXT TakeOver Blood vs. Water was a bad name. <laughs> hmm. Go figure. So, are, are you excited for Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, Brian? I am thrilled beyond belief. And is that also the finals of the number one contender tournament? Well, the well, that's, that match isn't the finals. That match is a title match. The, ter- the tournament wow. is uh, Adrian Neville. By the way, spoiler alert for the show that ended at 9 o'clock. Uh, it, the, the finals is Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you can't get excited about watching those two matches next week, even though Bailey and Becky Lynch will be wrestling in a four-way... You know. I have a question. Since uh, you watch NXT, do we have any more mysterious interruptions? Well, or yes, we had a mysterious interruption right before a commercial break. Of course. They. It was from That's Solomon Crow. No why they're not on the main card. No why they're not on the main card yet. Keep having technical difficulties. Yes. And so that's coming up later tonight on angrymarks.com. <sighs> but Brian, when I think of NXT, I don't like thinking about like what we're what I'm watching right now. I'm going to do uh, an audio update for later. You know what I think of Brian? It is, it is January was just a couple of days ago, so I'm thinking you're still thinking the Royal Rumble. No, no. I, well, no. I was thinking of. Uh, NXT back in the day when they had mm. was like the the takeoff of Tough Enough and the Ultimate Fighter, and you know we're we're ta- uh, we're going to be talking about bad promos tonight, 
And, you know, there's no better way to start with bad promos than this one from NXT Season 2. Eli, your topic is mustache. You have 10 seconds. Ready, go. What is a mustache? (laughs) It's a little bit of hair growing over the upper lip. I don't have one. Nobody else here has one. But you know what? A mustache for a real man. See, of all these people here, I have the best mustache of them all. I thought you'd give me a couple more days. I'll have a nice, thick mustache. But none of these boys right here. Okay. Well, that Thank you, Eli. Sonny said he didn't have a mustache. Michael McGillicuddy approached the podium. <laughs> Michael. And there's Poor Eli, why Eli Cottonwood got kicked out. <laughs> no, Eli Cottonwood got kicked out because he sucked. But <laughs> Eli Cottonwood is remembered for two things. Being really freaking tall and his mustache promo. 54 <laughs> seconds that he, he will never get back. <sighs> and actually the end of that the end of that audio could have actually gave us a hint over our next bad promo. But we'll get to that in here a little bit. But Brian, tonight, the 2007 Royal Rumble, the show that yes, you watched like three weeks not, ago. And, yes. Uh, well, see, I already, you remember knew, anything I, already that, one, I already knew the old one rumble like the back of my hand, so I didn't need to watch it. I'm sure you didn't. Uh, so the sh- 2007 was one weird year um, in wrestling, you know. And mm-hmm. we'll go through. Uh, I, I think I tried to keep a running count of everyone who got injured or suspended at some point during the year, and I'm sure I'll miss a few, but... You know, a start the opening match, a rematch from the only highlight of December to December, the Hardys and Eminem. What did you think of the match, Brian? I could watch these two teams every day wrestle and not get bored with it. Hmm. That's my own personal philosophy. If they wrestled each other every day, I probably wouldn't get bored with the same match. Well... Uh, in 2007, Jeff Hardy would fail a wellness policy test, causing him to lose a big SummerSlam payday. Matt Hardy would uh, suffer a burst appendix. Johnny Nitro, he would benefit uh, when Chris Benoit no-showed vengeance because he was dead. Uh, but then he would lose the ECW title when he was busted uh, for of steroid failure. And then Joey Mercury was fired before WrestleMania, for being a drug addict. Yes. So but hey, at least we... For the Hardys and M and N. M and N. Yes. Mercury and Nitro and... And Molina. You know, my, you know, Matt Hardy, by the way, showing why he's the dumbest Hardy boy by punching Joey Mercury in his face mask and injuring his hand in the process. They're not the brightest bulbs, those Hardy boys. Nope. Which is sad when you see some of the shitty-ass bumps Jeff keeps taking. Mm-hmm. Um, just 
you know, a really fantastic opening opener. Um, the Hardys won. This was pretty much the end of the Jeff Hardy Johnny Nitro rivalry, um, and this was the rivalry Hardy and Nitro that led to me finally accepting Johnny Nitro as a good worker. For and uh, Jeff pinned him with a swanton, and in 15 minutes, a really great opener. Hell of a match. Yes. Backstage, Jonathan Coachman and Teddy Long, who was representing Raw and SmackDown, uh, were observing people picking their numbers while Kelly Kelly stood there in her underwear. Yes. Edge came in, and we had the greatest back and forth of all time, where he made fun of Kelly for having the name Kelly Kelly, and Kelly's response to him was, well, at least it's not Edge. Yes. The insult of all insults. the way, I, I don't know. I'm assuming you watched it on the network, but uh, did they show the WrestleMania All Grown Up commercials? No, they did not. Ah, well, do you remember the WrestleMania All Grown Up commercials when they had the kids playing the wrestlers? Yeah, the kids, and... yeah. yeah, there was like Kennedy and Batista and Undertaker and John Cena, wasn't there? Uh, yep, and they also had a Divas one. The reason why I bring that up, because the girl who played Tori Wilson was Jeanette yeah. McCurdy. Who's that? It was, it was the chick on Nickelodeon, on iCarly. And... No, she's the, I, she's the Carly in iCarly. No, she was the the asshole in iCarly. Uh, okay. Yes. But hey, before we get into the ECW main event of the night, you know, it's time for another bad promo. And Brian, can you guess what it's going to be? Something with McGillicuddy? Correct. Let's go to it right now. And starting this moment from now, from this moment on, this will be the moment Starting now of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Can we, can we hear from the winner now, please? Hit the buzzer. Let's hear it one more time from Michael McGillicuddy. You're McGillicuddy's son, Michael. And <laughs> I just like, I was like, his voice kept getting deeper and deeper ever as he kept talking. Like, if that promo would have gone 40 more seconds, you could have been Darth Vader. Wow. This is true, probably. And this will be the moment, starting now, of the moment. <coughs> yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> die over here. And speaking Don't of die, dying, Cast is in the next match. Good job, Emerson. Just bring up death as, a, as when someone you know is there. That was horrible. I'm so sorry. Good job, Actually, Emerson. I'm lying. I'm not sorry, but makes you feel like shit, doesn't it? No, I don't feel like shit. But test. Nice. Okay. Uh, test in his next to last WWE match ever challenged Bobby Lashley for the ECW title. Uh, this 
was a weird, weird storyline. They were building up this match, building up tests that, you know, and the rumors were that he was going to get the title soon. And then the Tuesday before the Royal Rumble, you know what match they did on ECW, Brian? Wasn't it the exact same one? Yes, it was Bobby Lashley versus Test. And you know what? Uh, what the finish was of that match six, five days before the Rumble? Didn't Test beat him? Like, no. Oh. No, even better. Bobby Lashley pinned him. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, after this, I will actually get into later, but uh, and now Bobby Lashley's already one and zero versus Test, and then he wins by count out because Test got his was getting his ass kicked and he decided to leave, and he got counted out. But Lashley threw him in and kicked his ass some more. With that in mind, you know what happened the following Tuesday on ECW, Brian? Did Test face Bobby Lashley again? Yes, and you know who won? I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. Yes, and that was Test's last match in WWE before he got fired a month later. And then he went to TNA, and he was fired from TNA after a month because he didn't interview us uh, bragging about doing steroids in a post-Chris Benoit world. Mm. Meanwhile, Lashley would get injured in August and quit the company afterwards. He'd eventually go to TNA, win the world title, and then lose it, I think, uh, in a match that's going to air March 20th on Impact against... Against Milo DeCaro, Kurt Angle. Yes. Did you see Rockstar Spud won the X title, too? Oh, God, yes. And, yeah. And Taron Terrell took a basketball to the face. And... Poor Tiffany. She really cut some weird ass promos, you know. You know who I else don't know. Weird ass promos, Brian. Who? Jumping Jeff Farmer. Let's go now to that interview. Oh. Earlier we talked to Jumping Jeff Farmer. Let's go now to that interview. Folks, there's Jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You've got me mad now. I've stood around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I've did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another, and you cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. He's going full force. let's go to the ring. Turn around every now and then. Okay, I'll stop. But come on, right? I was jumping Jeff Farmer. You only can see me turn around? Look <laughs> at that, man. Uh, I, 
We're, we're going to have some more Jumpin' Jeff Farmer later tonight. So I have him on a show. He's I, 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 I hope he's still alive because I want him on the show. Like, I kept finding all these promos that he was cutting for this this company, and all I could think was, how bad must everybody else be that they kept giving this man promo time? They had to be pretty bad. Yep. <laughs> and he doesn't like things, Brian, when things aren't not going his way. Ow. You know, now he's going to turn it around. He's going to turn the tables on him and turn the tables in the wrong way. By the way, how do you turn the tables in the right way? Maybe Motley Cruz should sure. have done that. Well, I'm assuming the right way is like the legs down on the mat and the wrong way, well, you know, them sticking up in the air. True, and maybe that's why Jumpin' Jeff Farmer and Motley Cruz were fighting, because Motley Cruz didn't put the table down the right way. Probably. That explains it. Yeah. John Cena was getting his pre-match physical and told that his ribs were hurting uh, because Umaga put him through a table. And Vince came in and was an asshole, asked Sean if he was forfeiting. And, of course, John Cena told him, no, he would not be forfeiting. And we're all mm-hmm. shocked to hear that he didn't just forfeit the belt. I fully expected him to forfeit right there. but Batista yeah. defending the world title against Mr. Kennedy Kennedy. And Mr. Kennedy would win Money in the Bank at WrestleMania, and he became the first and only person to never be able to even cash it in. Uh, nope. And because he got wrongly diagnosed with an injury. And then he was supposed to be Vince McMahon's bastard son, and then he got popped for steroids. Mm-hmm. But on a positive note, Hornswoggle. But hey, on a positive note, Batista was injury free the whole year. Well, that's always a good thing. That's 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 really rare. Uh, And then uh, Batista won the title at the Survivor Series, which our friend Jeremy and I went to, and the match was where Batista won from King Booker was so exciting that Jeremy and I snuck down and stood right behind JBL and busted his balls for 15 minutes <laughs> and got told about it. How are you told uh, about it? One of the uh, security people. Nice. What did they say? They told us to shut up and go back to our seats. Nice. Uh... Kennedy shoved Batista into the referee and punched Batista in the dick. And, of course, he went for the cover, but there was no referee, which, of course, JBL flipped out about and not wanting to point out that, you know, the reason why the referee was down was Kennedy knocked him down. He wouldn't mention that, of course. Nope. And uh, Batista retained the title. Backstage, Kevin Thorne and Ariel were happy with their pick. Coach mentions that ECW has all the freaks, 
which is when Hornswoggle ran in to pick Finley's number. And yeah. if I was Finley, I would have hit him with the shillelagh a few more times. I know. Kali walked I mean, in and... Kali went in and grabbed three numbers out of the tumbler, and uh, Coach told him he could only take one. So Kali dropped two of them. And while we don't know what two numbers he dropped, he did keep a good one. And, of yeah, course, of course, Kelly mentioned that they were the biggest balls she ever held. So Ron Simmons could come in and go, go damn. <laughs> I'm going to call bullshit on that one, but... Well, you know what I don't call bullshit on, Brian? This Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Let's go... Oh, Let's go to some more Jumpin' Jeff Farmer promos. Here's Jumpin' right. Jeff Farmer. Destruction Unlimited. That's what he called himself, Destruction Unlimited. Going to put me down and I'm never going to get back up. No one's ever done that. I've done a lot of things in my day and I've got hurt many a time. But I've always risen to the occasion. You're not going to hold me down. Nobody's going to hold me down and I'm not going to lay down for anybody. You want to fight me? You want to wrestle me? I'll do either one. But one way or another, I'm going to come out on top. Back in a moment. So are we going to fight? Brian, would you rather fight him or wrestle him? I don't know. All I can say is amen, brother. Amen. And you're not going to keep him down. I even turn the tables on him in the wrong way. Nope. 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 Amen. I would not fuck with him at all. He's jumping Jeff Farmer, damn it. Exactly. Any, and by the way, it should, it should point, in his name. Nope. I should point out to people who might be confused. This is not the same jump. This is not the same Jeff Farmer who was uh, Cobra in WCW, and he was fake Sting. Now this is not that Jeff Farmer. Darn. Thanks for uh, for me, Emerson. Yes, well, Brian, just do. Uh, um, a YouTube search for Jeff Farmer or for Jumpin' Jeff Farmer and you'll see. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> this scrawny beanpole of a man and well, it's time for Last Man Standing. John Cena and Umanga. Umanga. Yes. Uh, Umaga would have a very financially rewarding 2007 where he would be in what was basically the main event of Wrestlemania when he defended Vince McMahon's hair against Donald Trump's hair and then he promptly got busted for steroids this guy <laughs> looks like uh, the love child of Shawn Michaels what? Jumping Jeff Farmer looks like a love child of Shawn oh. Michaels. You looked up Jumping Jeff Farmer? Yes. <laughs> and look, I can watch the match for Motley Cruz. Oh, classic. Oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> you can see how Motley, how Motley turned the tables on him. Oh, and, and Motley Cruz threatens Jumping Jeff Farmer. He the funny thing is I've never even heard Motley Cruz cut a promo before. <laughs> Oh, it can't YouTube. be Go any. Well, we're well, we're not going to do it now. Uh, and and then of course there's, there's a video here dedicated to uh, hyping 
Jumpin' Jim Farmer has a 2009 induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, it was... I, I cried during that induction. It was so beautiful. It was sad that he did not make it, though. I was very disappointed that he did not make it. I was pissed that he no-showed, yeah. Uh, come on, fucker. It's the Hall of Fame. Come on. Come on, Jeff Farmer. What makes you so special? He no-showed the Hall of Fame. Who are you to doubt El Dandy, Jeff Farmer? I don't know about it. Well, by the uh, way, I hope forgot. I hope forgot this guy's not dead because if not, I would feel even more like shit. I don't know. I hope Jumpin' Jeff Farmer's not dead. But based on how we're going, by the way, speaking of dead, Umaga's in the next match. Yeah, we need to stop doing we're that. Jumpin' <laughs> well, Jeff just Farmer. I forgot to put my two cents in there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the first Jeff Farmer that comes up is the is NWO Sting and uh, uh, let's see, Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Apparently, there's a oh, no, that's somebody pretending to be him on Twitter. Uh, no, nah, unfortunately, can't find. We cannot find out if Jumpin' Jeff Farmer is alive or dead. Uh, if he is listening to this show, please call us to confirm that you are yes. alive. This is for Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. I know you had a match a while ago with Motley, but we want you to call in. Just so we know you're alive. That's all. You can say, hi, I'm Jumpin' Jeff Farmer, and then hang up. Oh, no, no. If Jumpin' Jeff Farmer calls in, you know, we're we're, we're going to spend some time talking to this man. <laughs> uh... Yeah. By the way, Cena uh, Umaga, last man standing. And this, uh, honestly, I think this is still my favorite last man standing match ever. Really? Yes. What, are he you, has a Facebook. What? He has a Facebook. The real Jumpin' Jeff Farmer or the fake Jumpin' Jeff Farmer? I'm assuming the real one. Oh, God, I got a feeling it's not, but let me go on there. The last post he did was June 17th of 2014. Let's hear. What, what's his name? Jumpin' Jeff Farmer? Yes, I just I just Googled it. Look, here's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. He's an athlete. That that should be in quotations. He's an athlete. Quote unquote. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, this, this isn't really. This isn't really jumping Jeff. Sadly. Uh, but um. So uh, let's see here. By the way, you want to talk about Cena and Umaga? Ah, I feel like Jumpin' Jeff Farmer is more interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah Jumpin' Jeff Farmer is more entertaining. On on, the the soup that on E News did, a, did an article on him on July twenty fifth, two thousand thirteen. Who did an article on Jumpin' Jeff? The soup. 
It's on. It's on E. Yes, yes, I'm, I know what the soup is. Okay, okay. Ah, uh, oh, God. Well, since we can't, you know, keep going until we get our Jeff Farmer uh, fix out of the way, it's time for another bad promo. Hey, Jeff Farmer? There's jumping Jeff Farmer. Yes. Well, he did it. Pinned me right there in the middle of the ring. There's always a lesson to be learned every time you step in the ring. And Motley Cruz, you taught me one very good lesson. You took me out of my game plan. I couldn't wrestle my kind of match. Believe me, I learned and I learned well. It don't take me long. Next time I get you in the ring, you're mine. New tactics, new game plan. You're mine. Who decided to let this man keep talking? <laughs> Brian has a new favorite wrestler, everyone. <laughs> I'm still looking up Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Uh, poor Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Talk about Cena and Umaga, Brian. What? Why would I do such a thing when I'm still looking up Jumpin' Jeff Farmer? Because I ordered you to. Have you noticed that, like, every single, like, built-up, like, monster slash unstoppable character, they always get derailed by Cena, somehow, somewhere. doesn't matter who. If Andre the Giant, God rest his soul, is still alive, he probably went undefeated again and lost to John Cena at WrestleMania, whatever. So, uh, but yeah, sadly. This match was just Cena getting up every time Umaga did something spectacular to him, and in the end it saw Cena win with, and he knocked out Umago with the ring rope hook thing and gave him an SPS. Yeah, he choked him out pretty much. The ring rope yes. hook thing. Yes. I don't know what it's called. The ring rope thing that hooks onto the turnbuckle. Wow. What would you call it? Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I get to put up with. Ring rope hook. What would you call it? The metal part. Okay. By the way, uh, Cena choked Umanga into unconsciousness, and that's how uh, Cena retained the title. But it was a fantastic match. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yes. There were two numbers left in the tumbler. And the Sandman and Ric Flair had their choice of which ones to pick. And, well, Sandman got the right choice. Uh, not by a um, lot. Kelly Kelly, 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 Layla, and Brooks Ass all danced for Rick. And Rick wooed and ran out of the room as quickly as he could. Well, he was in the middle of divorce number, what, five, six? Fourteen, maybe. Fourteen. <laughs> and, of course, Ric Flair had to run from the backstage area because who's number one of the Royal Rumble, Brian? Woo! And who is number two in the Royal Rumble, Brian? <laughs> His name is Finley, and he loves to fight. The two oldest people in the match were the ones that had to go 60 minutes. Something doesn't mm. seem right about that. Nope. 
just like my prediction that whoever was one was going to beat Mysterio's record. Yeah, that didn't work out this year. Yeah, Miz only came like 58 minutes short. Only. Um, After Flair and Finley, we got Kenny Dykstra, uh, Matt Hardy, Edge, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu. By the way, Sabu and Dreamer. Sabu and Dreamer fucked up something bad. And Dreamer, who's fatter than Matt Hardy could ever dream of being, you know, fell on his ass. Uh, Gregory Helms, celebrating one year as Cruiserweight champion, got to go in and lose. Uh, Kane got to run in. Kane chokeslammed Sabu over the top rope, through a table, and eliminated him, and being the only person to ever be eliminated by going through a table. King Booker came in. With his cup of coffee. Yep, he immediately got thrown out by Kane, and Kane said, dude, what the fuck? And pulled him out. Sandman, who, by the way, had the choice between number one and number 15, got number 15, and he spent 24 seconds walking through the crowd to the ring, and Booker tossed him 21 seconds after he got into the ring. Poor Sandman. Spend less time walking uh, through the yeah. crowd than uh, The ring filled up. Hometown boy Shawn Michaels was well on his way to a record-tying third win. We got all the jobbers in the ring, and suddenly started my my favorite 20 minutes in Royal Rumble history. When I, number huh. 28 came out, and the, it was the great Kali. And, you know, you can bitch and moan about Kali. Kali sucks, and Kali does that, and Kali does this. Well... Everybody, boys and girls, this was Kali at his monster best. He yep. went into the ring and he threw out Benoit, Hardcore Holly, The Miz, Rob Van Dam, CM Punk, Carlito, and Chavo Guerrero in all within, I don't know, 40 seconds of each other. Something like that, yeah. As in, it included Carlito going for a springboard, one a manu- what a maneuver, and getting chopped in the head. And Kali was standing tall after eliminating seven jobbers. Who is going to eliminate the great Kali, Brian? The Undertaker. The Undertaker, who came out at number 30. He stormed out and tossed Kali. I wouldn't really storm out. I wouldn't well, really say storm. He more... He more did his traditional full walk down. He sauntered down the aisle. Much better. And so the final four were Undertaker, Michaels, Edge, and Orton. And uh, Edge and Orton were the world tag team champions at the time. And uh, they they were in the middle of trying to get rid of Michaels Undertaker, but decided, ah, what the fuck, let's just beat each other up. Um, like always. And it worked against them. Uh, Michaels ran in, backdropped both 
Orton and Edge out back to back, and it came down at 49 minutes into the match. It came down to Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, one from Raw, one from SmackDown, Mr. WrestleMania, the man who was undefeated at WrestleMania, who was going to win the Royal Rumble. And these two put on the classic, all-time greatest final two battle in Royal Rumble match history. Brian, you disagree. I do not. So so you don't think Roman Reigns and Rusev was better? No. No. How about when it came down to Triple H versus Legacy and, you know... Triple H got to throw all three of them out, but because Orton fell onto the ring apron, he got to roll in and throw out Hunter. Nope. Still give it to this one. Well, that's good because it was just amazing. Um, Mike's Undertaker gave us a preview of what was going to happen at WrestleMania two years later, and... 2007, at least the first few months, were a good year for WWE pay-per-view. And who would have thought it would take two mid-40-year-old men to help kick it into high high drive? This is true. Tell us what you thought, Brian. Of the last two? Yes. I I thought thought it was the very good last two. I agree with everything you you just said, Emerson. It was it's sad that two forty-seven-year-olds uh, and not two like young studs uh, did this, but you know what? It's Shawn Michaels and Undertaker you can't go wrong. So, hoorah! They did a hell of a job. Yes, they did. It was a damn good job by them. And yeah. it ended with Undertaker being the first person to ever win from the number thirty slot. And he actually was in the ring for almost 14 minutes, despite being number 30. Yes. And it's kind of long for the Undertaker to be in the ring for. Yes. This, honestly, this show, in my opinion, if you've never seen it, or you need to see it, you need to go out of your way to go hunt it down if you have to, to watch. This literally was just an awesome <clears throat> pay-per-view beginning to end. Yes. Amen. And imagine a month earlier was a month earlier was December to dismember. Dear God, help us all. But it's funny. December to dismember was December 3rd. Royal Rumble was the last Sunday in January. And in between those two shows were two more pay-per-views. Still. Got out this yeah. So that was an easy thumbs up, Brian. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. I have to do it. Yep, yep. So did you watch uh, Hunter's uh, interview with Austin? I did watch it, actually. I did watch it. It was, it was a very decent episode. I like McMahon better, though. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, my network started acting up as soon as Hunter started with the bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry, Emerson. So, wh- what happens at Fastlane? Does uh, 
Brian win? No, I still think it's Roman Reigns, and, and uh, we'll see Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler. Well, you're really going on a limb there, huh? Yes, yes I am. What did you think of the Super Bowl, Brian? Um, it, it was it was decent. I mean, I, I felt I, I thought it was a pretty good one. So can't really complain that much, I guess, about it. Mhm. Um, the last thirty seconds of it was exciting. But uh, I, I said flat out, I said if, if they give Tom Brady thirty seconds, he would have just went down and scored and went from there, and that's pretty much almost what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and tell me if you uh, uh, if you were Pete Carroll, would you have uh, tried to pass? Yes. They were you would have. Run. They they were expecting the run. They had three fucking plays on the one yard line. If Marshawn Lynch couldn't run it in on three fucking plays then he shouldn't be getting paid whatever the hell they're paying him. Oh, that's true, I guess. Exactly. I, I love that you never fight back. You're just like, oh, Emerson's fighting. I'm going to well, shut up I, now. I mean, I mean, yeah, they should have ran it. They shouldn't have threw it the first down, understandable. But eventually, it probably came out to a passing touchdown. Nah, I really but, don't I think mean, so. I, 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 would try, I would have tried running it twice. Honestly, I think they were just going to let him in. And yeah, let Brady go down. Yeah. Yeah, and let and give Brady a minute to run down the field. Hell, to be honest, yep. when they intercepted the ball and that idiot on the Patriots, instead of taking a knee in the end zone, he tries <laughs> to run it out and gets tackled on the half a yard line. I was convinced by his own person. By his own yeah, I was convinced. I was convinced that they were just going to take the safety, and you know, yep. twenty-eight, twenty-six, and you know, give the Seahawks twelve seconds to run down the field, which you know wasn't going to freaking happen. No. And, uh, but then of it was, course it was the Seahawks. Like, like, yeah, the whole Super Bowl was great up until like the last ten seconds when the, when they started a fight. That's just unsportsmanship. Like you lost. Feet like a man, and just and just go from there. Like huge fight broke out. It was, it was disappointing the end of it. Oh. By the way, before we get into this week in wrestling history, I do have one more bad promo. No Jumper more Jumper Jeff Farmer, sadly. What the no fuck? More Gen- I'm muting you. I'm muting you. You're gonna mute me. I'm gonna mute you. Yes. How the hell are you going to mute me? No, no, I'll get back on it. All right. Well, here is one of my favorite shitty promos of all time from SmackDown in uh, March of 2003. Are you ready, Brian? I was born ready. And you know, McMahon, the fact that I had something to do with building this company just makes you sick. The fact that I am the one that put this company on the map and helped you make it what it is today, that makes you sick to your stomach, brother. Yeah. 
those Learjets that you have, all those billions of dollars, the houses that your kids live in, the $20 million vacation home in Boca. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, shut up. Because of these maniacs. Shut up. Kiss my ass. Let me tell you something. I think you're starting to believe in your own bullshit, Hogan. I could have had anybody play the part of Hulk Hogan. I could have had anybody bring Hulk a man. Hold on one second, McMahon. You actually think anybody could have ran with Hulkamania? Look at all the guys you gave the ball to. Look at all the guys that had the belt. Look at all the guys that ran to the goal line. Nobody ran as hard and as long as I did, McMahon. If you actually think, if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the wrong, at the right time, let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right guy at the right place at the right time, well then you're a bigger delusional bastard than I thought you were, McMahon. And you know something? So was Hogan the right gay guy, Brian? <laughs> That's the world's biggest fucked up interview I've ever heard in my life, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. So, now that Brian's too lazy to come up with trivia questions, I now have to come hey up with trivia of our own. Hey, now, um, I was sleeping. I do this thing called sleep once in a while because I work all day long. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're like I called in on... Gentlemen, time. as you know, okay, the ultimate warrior... Yeah. Fuck it. Publicly stated that... Damn it, who put that up? Is that $200 an hour? I work all the bloody time, too, and I still had time to get everything ready for the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 my ass. Yeah. Steiner promo. I wonder which Steiner promo this is. I think it's the math promo, but let me see for the WCW World Heavyweight title. Oh. And I know for a fact you're not going to lay down for this guy. That's what me, Gene. I don't lay down for nobody. And whether I leave here world champion tonight, it don't matter because it's not going to change my focus on getting even with Goldberg for fracture in my face. And a far ball, Goldberg, I'm going to get even for you for fracture in my face. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm the man with the largest arms in the world. I'm the genetic freak and size. Does matter, but that statement, Mean Gene, comes true whether I'm in the ring or out of the ring. See, when I have my freaks horizontal, they understand size, they appreciate size, and size does matter. And they know that they don't have to wait for the Earth to rotate on a 47-degree axis so the stars can touch the sky and create an equal axis so they can see the Big Dipper. No, no, no. All they got to do is call the Big Papa. Because I'm the man with the Big Dipper and satisfaction's coming when I go behind and do the bump and grind. And it's only a matter of time because they call me the Big Bad Booty Daddy. So Goldberg, realize this. I only care about two things in this world. My freaks and my peaks. 
And when I beat your bald ass down at Fall Brawl, and I'm about to put you in the sign of recliner, I'm going to whisper in your ear, size does matter, bitch. I wonder if he did whisper that in Goldberg's ear. I'm terrified for my life right now. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know if that was, yeah. Scott Steiner's going to um, come and He's going to come and whoop your ass and rape you? He, he was channeling his inner Iron Sheik at that, for that interview. I, I, I prefer to think Iron Sheik channels his inner Scott Steiner. No, 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 no. And so, Brian, I need you to pull out those notes that I sent you with This Week in Wrestling History. Oh, yes. Hold on. Hold on. They're on there. Yes, there they are. Which, by the way, we've done now 43 episodes of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. And, you know, you can listen to them all back on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, subscribe, Download on iTunes. Subscribe to our RSS feed. And all that fun, happy shit. Yes. And Oh. Yes. I my, broke down a bunch. Download on my mine's still download on uh, my podcast app that I have. Yep, and he never listens to any of them, folks. I do not know. <laughs> I will not lie. Well, well, this week in wrestling history, uh, February second, nineteen eighty-six. The Superstars on the Superstation special. This was a precursor to the Clash of the Champions. And it saw four championship matches, including the Midnight Express winning the NWA Tag House from the Rock and Roll Express. And Ric Flair actually getting to win a match, defeating Ron Garvin mm-hmm. in the main uh, event. Ric Flair wins the match. Yeah, Brian? Yes? Speaking of the main event... No, February, 5, 19, February 5, 1988, 33 million people, the most number of people to ever watch a match in U.S. wrestling history, watched the controversial Hogan-Andre rematch from WrestleMania three. Yes. And where Earl Hebner... Yes, where Hulk Hogan screwed Hulk Hogan. Yes. And no a year doubt. later. Yes. And that led to WrestleMania four. And you know what built up to WrestleMania five? The main Hakeem event. And on... the big boss man versus... Yeah. Yeah. With uh Mega Powers versus the Twin Towers on the main event. And uh Match really, really sucked, but the angle was just phenomenal. Yeah. Angle's phenomenal with Savage turning heel. Everything except for uh, Hogan calling for time and breaking kayfabe on live television. Clash of the Champions 10 was on February 6, 1990, and... Uh, that was the one with the really awesome angle with the horseman kicking Sting out of the group. Uh, of course, Sting then got injured at the end of the show. February 5th. I, I think. 
Maybe I'll watch that tonight at work. Uh, well, it, it's a great angle, and honestly, could have probably skipped the, the rest of the show, from what I recall. But mm-hmm. you know, no. it has that cact- it has Cactus Jack versus Mill Mascaris. Where? Oh, that's that should be a classic shoot match. Yes. Well, speaking of classic matches, February 5, 1994, 21 years ago tomorrow, the match that put ECW on the map the night the line was crossed, Shane Douglas, Sabu, Terry Funk in a three-way dance that went to a 60-minute time limit draw. Nuts. I know. Yes. And... You know, that was one of those matches that it was one of the many moments in ECW that if this would have totally sucked, ECW probably mm-hmm. never would have uh, got to where it was. Probably not. Or maybe they would have. Maybe they would have, but this was definitely a, uh, you know, this definitely would have been a pretty big speed bump to overcome. Um, I. I don't know why I really mentioned this except for the really fun angle. Uh, February 3rd, 1996, ECW's Big Apple Blizzard Blast, which, by the way, is a yep, great name for the show. Say. Oh, yeah, that's the best name in the world. Yeah. Eliminators win their first ECW tag team titles over Cactus Jack and Mikey Whiprack. Uh, the whole point of the champions uh, was Mikey Whiprack won a match against Sandman, who was one half of the tag team champions with Scorpio, and he got to pick anybody he wanted to be tag team champions with. And his former partner and uh, friend, Cactus Jack, ran down before Mikey could say anything and declared himself one half of the tag team champions. And so they they were champions for two months, and Mikey and Cactus kept trying to get Mikey to join Raven's flock. And... After this match, Cactus, the bastard that he is, turned his back. That fat, on no Mike. good bastard. Yes, that little asshole. <laughs> uh, February 7, 2003, in a match documented on the CM Punk Best in the World DVD, was the famous CM Punk Chris Hero 92-minute match in IWA Mid-South. Where they hmm. tore down the arena, basically. Have you seen the match? I have not, no. Have you? No, okay. no I was going to ask if it was worth the time. Allegedly, it is. I'm going to have to YouTube that shit. See if it's on there. I don't know. Would it be on there or not? Well, I don't know. Let's see. If- February 4, 2005, this is more because of where it was versus what happened. Uh, The first and only time Raw ever happened in Tokyo, Japan, it was made event by Triple H beating Edge, and Batista teased that he would challenge Hunter at WrestleMania. But it was just the fact that it was Raw being taped in Tokyo was the big deal. And actually, one thing I didn't mention was the next night when they taped SmackDown, it was the night where uh, JBL got shot with a dart and had a match with Godzilla. Hmm. Interesting. And then finally, this week in history, only noting it because of 
what it was February 4th, 2008, Kazarian defeated Black Rain in a Capture the Rat match. Huh. When I say Capture the Rat, I don't mean like they got some skanks behind the arena to like run around the ring and those two had to catch one of them to win. You know, like the Capture the Midget match on Raw a few years ago. No, no, this Dear was... God. This was Black Rain, who, you know, was Goldust when he was drugged up to hell in TNA. Uh, he had a rat named Misty, and Kaz had stole him. And now they were had a match with Misty on a pole, and one of them had to get him. Vince mm-hmm. Rousseau finds poles just to be fascinating. That's scary. And one thing I wanted to do, I uh, I wanted to go back and look at jobbers who became stars and stars who later became jobbers. Because I always think it's fun to watch those old Sunday Night Heats and Velocities and see some of the future stars doing jobs to people that, you know, it makes you laugh. I have no reason to do jobs, yes, yes. Like how on a two-day span in 2003... Daniel Bryan, he first taped a match for Sunday Night Heat where he lost to former American Gladiators champion and former and future and former hairdresser and gay stylist Rico. And then for Velocity, you know, if, if there's anything that's going to cause the Internet to explode, Brian Danielson on Velocity lost to John Cena. Gas. What? I know. He did the job for Cena. Are you surprised? I know. No. Like, well, this this was evil heel rapper John Cena too. It wasn't even mm. babyface green John Cena. Um, and mm. then uh, the other one, March third, two thousand four, an episode of Velocity. The team of A-Train and Rhino defeated John Murray and future TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Mm. Your thoughts on uh, who is John Murray? Just some jobber? Yeah, I'm sure one of the top top future stars of. The world of wrestling. I'm sure too. Yes. I'm sure. Um, awesome. and, and then for our feature on uh, jobbers who be, or stars who became jobbers, you know, we yeah. were talking about ECW earlier, and nine one one eventually got fired from ECW, and he went to WCW of all places, where he became very short for a brief while. Al the Sledgehammer, and he lost to Roadblock on an episode of Saturday Night on February 4th, 1997. That that was a classic shoot match, I'm sure of it. Roadkill, I'm sorry, not Roadkill. Roadkill would have been better. Uh, Roadblock, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. He's hardcore, yes, yes. Uh, and, you know, we can't talk about the good things in wrestling. Sadly, talking about the bad things. 
So, you know, the yeah. anniversaries of death. Uh, Gino Hernandez died in 1986 this week. Th- th- I'm really stretching it with wrestling, but WrestleMania 1 timekeeper Liberace died in 1987. Buzz Sawyer, who, by the way, if you watch Clash of the Champions 10, is in the main event. He died this week in 1992. And just five years ago, Jack Briscoe passed away this week. Mm. And that is this week in wrestling history. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. So what did you think of the Rumble, Emerson? I laughed and laughed and laughed. What did you think, Brian? I thought it was the world's worst thing in the, in the in, I don't know, since place spread. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I remember I texted you saying, like, I'm like, if I was Roman Reigns, I would come down with the flu right now, and before it got sent to you was when he came out. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Come on, everyone could see that was going to happen. Yeah. When Daniel Bryan got in there, it's like, okay, yeah, we can leave now. <laughs> like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. And, and no Ray Mysterio to make fun. Guy and I were really, were really tempted to go to this pay per view. Really, really tempted to go to it. Well, it's hard yeah. to go, man. Well, we will find tickets somehow, I'm sure. But yeah. Didn't work out as planned, and I'm glad it didn't. Uh, by the way, I've got I've got some more uh, bad promos, but we've, you know, they're they're in our archives a little bit. But uh, let's dig them up a little bit. You know, ladies and gentlemen, they said I didn't have enough excitement in my body to go to Congress. They don't talk your heart when I'm talking on television. Where was I? Dave, the Redneck Schultz, as the fans call you, you see something like this happen, it's got to be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he should get out. He shouldn't come out here. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? I'm telling you like it is, baby. You belong in San Francisco. That's your kind of place. That's your kind of people because you've never had a woman, baby. Threats are part of wrestling, you know. But you got to look at the person that's making the threats. This fat son of a bitch... He's challenged all of us. He's been world champions before. Been in this business 15, 20 years. And this fat son of a bitch is going to call us all out. Calm down, calm down, okay? All right? He's fat. Like, to I'm going to... I don't care. I'll make security. him bleed. Uh, you're going to make him bleed. What yeah. the fuck? Uh, What'd you say? I said, uh... They said, keep going. No, God. I did not hit her. It's uh, not true. It's bullshit. Oh, I did seriously. not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She says that I hit her. What? Well, did you? No, what? it's not true. Don't even ask. What's new with you? 
Well, I'm just sitting up here thinking, you know. I got a question for you. Yeah. You think girls like to cheat like guys do? What makes you say that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just thinking. I don't have to worry about that because Lisa's loyal to me. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. I used to know a girl she had a dozen guys. One of them oh, found he... out about it, beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. What says humor quite like uh, beating up women? Are you still there? Speaking of beating up women. Speaking of beating up women. Say hi to Nicole. Really? Wow. Hi, Nikki. I can't believe you just said, speaking of beating up women, and then had your <laughs> wife on the show. <laughs> I just want to see what Sue said. I am on StubHub right now. and um, I'd be not trying to buy Royal Rumble at... tickets because I don't know how no, to no, no, break no, no. it. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got that. There are tickets yeah. for WrestleMania for, that yep. start at $106 that are still on StubHub, yep. right? Yep. There are parking passes for WrestleMania that are starting at $200. Hey, hey, you want to... You wanna... Take a cheap seat. I'll. You can come with me to WrestleMania. Are you buying my airfare? For the eighty-fourth time, no. <laughs> well, then I guess I'm not coming to WrestleMania. I'm gonna save my money for Dallas. Well, have you seen the? Uh, you, you read when I told you the uh, amazing foursome they have for the Sprite Slam Dunk contest. Uh, Which, by I the way, wait. It's a week from this Saturday, and oh boy, have we got a uh, a, a foursome, complete with one person who I can't wait to butcher the, the pronunciation of his name here in a second. Oh God! We have, have Victor Oladipo, Jason Plumley, Zach Levine, and Brian. You want to try this last one? Nope. Go ahead. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Huh? Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know. Antetokounmpo. You pronounce you it. I, I I I deleted that message. I believe. They're like for the love of Christ. Classic. God. So I can tell you what, the one thing they did do, they got rid of that stupid ass format from last year. Oh yeah. Is that the one that how many dunks they can do in like thirty seconds or something like that? No, it was like East versus West and then like there wasn't one winner. The team won the contest. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. I remember. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, and how about he? You want some sad news, Brian? I, I, they're I not doing sad news. You would love some sad news. I would love some sad news. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. They aren't doing any more PWI almanacs. What? They aren't that doing any more PWI almanacs. 
That is very sad news. Yep. Alrighty. That, that, that just makes me sing the New Year's song. And we forgot. By the way, Brian, I'm going to WrestleMania. You know who else is going to WrestleMania? Who am I? It's not Guy. Bray Wyatt. Yes, Bray is going to go to Wrestle Undertaker. But that's actually seemingly the end of our show, Brian. Very sad indeed. Well, like I said, I'll be back later tonight. This is my NXT recap, which Brian cannot be bothered to actually watch the show, so he won't be what back. Time? We will be here next Wednesday you? night. We'll be here next Wednesday night with a full review of the NXT TakeOver show. Until then, until then, I'm Emerson. That's Brian. So long. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.